of the ongoing end of America and what better way to celebrate than listening to a podcast about The Bachelor. Uh, my name is Kellen and my co-host is Stephanie. Hey Steph. Hey Kellen. What's up? How are you doing? Doing fine. Hanging in there. Uh, not concerned about the fate of our country at all. Everything's fine. Cool. Everything is How fine. How about you? This is fine. Yeah. I'm good. This, totally normal. Everything's huge. Sleeping. Totally uh, fine. Really normally. Yep. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Uh, my mental state is healthy, I would say. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Well, let's transition to a bunch of people without healthy mental states. Great. Let's, let's talk The Bachelor. Uh, specifically, let's talk about uh, what happened. So, last we left, um, they were in Wisconsin. Yep. And there was uh, a cliffhanger, and it was um, it was unclear. <laughs> Having who trouble was remembering go home. this this important part of our journey. Okay, listen up, listen up, folks. <laughs> it may be true that I've only watched the first episode of this season, but that doesn't mean I don't care. Me telling you I don't care is how you know I don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, well, I can fill you in a little bit. On, yeah, tell uh, me what, on happened what happened in Wisconsin. Yeah, so uh, Corinne and Taylor continue to have their little fight, but we finally get to the rose ceremony part, and uh, shocker, Corinne stays, which, like, I don't know why anyone thinks that she would leave. Nick likes making out with her. That's pretty much his only criteria for giving someone a rose at this point. So Corinne gets the punishment rose, uh, but Sarah and Astrid get sent home. Do you know who those people are? Ooh, uh, Sarah is, she's the Olsen? Yeah, that's right. And Astrid is the one who spoke German when she came out of the limo. Yeah, very good. See, I didn't even that's, remember that. That's literally all I know about Astrid. Me too. Um, <laughs> I did think Astrid's a nice name, though. Good for you. Sure. Uh, unfortunately, they get sent home. So, moving on. And... Uh, where are they moving on to? Do they, do they stay in the most romantic state of Wisconsin? Surprisingly not. Uh, they head to New Orleans for a, their next round of dates. Um, so a little warmer. And uh, yeah, apparently Nick has never been. But this is one of my favorite subplots of the show is when the bachelor or bachelorette has never been to their their next destination. But they pretend like they have. So they talk a lot about like, Oh, I love this part of New Orleans when, like, you don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> you go, this is the, um, this is the parking lot of a Five Guys, yeah. Nick. Are you sure? Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I'm, this is, like, a street that I know people, uh, go on, and it's, a it's a really fun place to be, and it's one of my favorite parts of the city. <laughs> well, not, not to disparage the great state of Wisconsin, but I do think... New Orleans is a little more romantic, but what do I know? I'm just a man. I have no idea what it is that women actually want. So, Steph, could you fill me in with this weekly installment of what women want? Sure. I mean, this week I'm going to turn it around a little bit and just advise you on something that I don't think women want. So this goes in the the do not do pile. You ready? Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. Do not take women to a swamp. <laughs> Just don't do it. Uh, part of this date, uh, or part of this week, they go on a date to the bayou, and it's all bad. Like, there are bugs, and uh, there's a, there's a uh, spine, an animal spine, on the ground at some point. Uh, <laughs> there are alligators. Um, and just to, you know, peel back the curtain a little bit, uh, in the last six months or so, I have discovered a very strong dislike of alligators. <laughs> I've never been close to one except for that the aquarium, but, like, fuck that noise. I am so against alligators. <laughs> so this was not great. This is a, a side note, but a, a true treat for our audience. If you were ever visiting an aquarium with Stephanie, <laughs> as I've had the pleasure of doing... And there is a tank with an albino alligator. Get Steph as close oh to it as possible. God. Just watch her freak I hated out. That so much. Like I still think about how gross that was. Oh God, it was so bad. So uh, uh, duly noted. Uh, the ladies don't like the swamp nope, so much. Not into it. Uh, uh, hey, you know, but anyone who's watched Shrek should know that. <laughs> so. Fair. I mean, I think it's just a good lesson. You know, Valentine's Day is almost upon us, and I know that swamp dates are a very popular destination. Just maybe take her to a nice, uh, nice dinner instead. What is the um, most romantic biome you think? If it's not a swamp, um, I don't know. What What do you think? I'll have to uh, think for a second. I think Mediterranean might be up there. Uh, yeah, that's rainforest. I know on this season of The Bachelor they opted for the taiga for the proposal. So, oh, God, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's a little cold for me, but rainforest sounds great. Uh-huh. Like an actual rainforest, not a rainforest cafe. Oh no, that's what I meant. <laughs> I like when the animals make sounds. <laughs> it's like they're real. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't take me there. She's not kidding. <laughs> anyway, well, uh, despite my advice, they go to the bayou, but that's a little later on. Okay, so despite our best intentions, we're going to get a little swampy. Uh, so what do they do in New Orleans? Well, the first day uh, we stay out of the bayou, and we get a one-on-one date with Rachel. Do you remember Rachel? Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she got the first impression rose, but we haven't seen too much of her, um, but we, we really like her. So uh, she gets a one-on-one date, and Nick and Rachel just kind of explore the city, which I thought is a perfect date. Like, this is what I would want to do, is they just walk around, they eat some food, they... This is not what I want to do, but this is what they do. Uh, they get to dance, like, in the street with a second line band, which is a thing I learned about. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just looks like they have a lot of chemistry and look like they're having a lot of fun. And Rachel looks so happy, so I enjoyed that. Um, I can't really say much exciting things, many exciting things happened, but it was good. Um, then they go to dinner and they kind of, you know, break down some real talk. And Rachel talks about how her dad is a federal judge, which is pretty legit for this show. And Nick is already talking about what to call him when he meets him. So that's a pretty good sign. 
Sir, you call him sir. Yeah, that's, you that's call him nothing else but that forever. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just was really cute to see Rachel so like giddy and excited about him, even though I think that she can do a lot better. Um, and we've <laughs> talked about this before, but I think that she would be a great next Bachelorette, so I'm hoping that that's what they're setting her up for. And, oh, uh, what? shoot. Hold on. Sorry. I, 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 uh, I biffed this one. I totally missed it. Uh, okay. We're, we're going to pretend like we're talking about Rachel's dad still. Okay. You know what? You definitely don't call her dad. who's a federal judge. Uncle Phil. <laughs> oh no, that's bad. What we'll if, do that. Can, can he call uh, him your honor? <laughs> oh yeah. Actually do that. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. That. Like your honor. May I? have the potatoes <laughs> i think that would be great <laughs> um so yeah i don't know it just was really cool to see her like excited and and happy and i think that um i think that she deserves better but i also hope that she becomes the next bachelorette and uh gets to decide so you 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 really hope that she doesn't get better if you want her to be the bachelorette that's fair but i do always think that the bachelorette is a better position than being a contestant on the bachelor Oh, totally. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. So it's not much better, but it's a step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, Nick also says that he's like super into her and is pretty transparent about that. So I don't know. All in all, it was a pretty good date. I just really can't say that uh, it was too exciting, <laughs> but it was a good one. So that's fine. We'll take it. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, obviously television has been trying to prove us wrong, but Dating is really not a spectator sport, right. you know, um, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, what do I know? I've not even been on The Bachelor once. I know. So shut up, Kellen. You know nothing. <laughs> All right. That's true. A uh, regular Jon Snow exactly. over here. Okay. So uh, besides the date with Rachel, do we have any other dates? Uh, yeah, there's a group date. Um, so because they're setting up a two-on-one date later on, um, then all the rest of the women get to go on the group date. So everybody gets included on this episode. Um, the women head to a plantation in New Orleans. Um, what? And it's like a supposed to be a haunted house kind of deal. Um, but, you know, okay, so let's just talk about it. The Bachelor just started acknowledging black people like two years ago. So I know it's a bit much to expect that they would address the history of a plantation, but there's just no acknowledgement whatsoever at all. <laughs> it's so it's not like yeah, all the ghosts are the many the many black slaves of the white masters killed with impunity and no legal exactly. consequences. Exactly, and like I understand that would be a real downer for a date, but I think now's the time to like have these frank conversations because apparently some people are confused about black history. So I just think we need to, like, be a little more clear. Yeah, and, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Don't pick a plantation. Sure, that's an option, too. I think there are many other things that one could do in New Orleans. Um, my other favorite part about this, though, was that they're, they have a tour guide at the house um, who's super creepy, and his name is Boo, if that gives you any indication of how creepy he is. But he, it's a little on the nose for a haunted house. A little bit. Um, but he, the only thing he mentions about the history of the house is that it was built in 1828 and that it housed many rich people, which is, ugh, it was just 
off. Huh. Yeah. And, like, how did they get rich? I don't know. I have no idea. So. Uh, just... Prop. Yeah. Yeah. So, so w- what's the actual substance of the date? Are they like they go through and they're getting scared? I mean, what what are they what are they doing? Yeah, that's pretty much it, and that's why I hated it. It was like the story about this young girl who died at the house, and so now she haunts it. And the they basically like take a tour around the house, and then like aren't supposed to touch certain things. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and then they do, and they get all scared, and uh, they play on a Ouija board. And they just kind of wait for the spirits to approach them. Um, it really, like, not much happens, but they just kind of like to keep up this appearance of, like, people are scared and it's haunted and there are ghosts. But it's really not that exciting at all. Is is anyone actually scared? Danielle L. apparently believes in ghosts, so she is scared. Um, Jamie wants them to respect the ghosts. Like, she doesn't, she's not sure that she believes in them, but she's like, if they're real, I'm going to respect that. <laughs> so that's an appropriate I, response. I mean, you know, she, she she lives in New Orleans. Yeah, that's She, right. like, sees witches probably on her commute. So, exactly. I mean, I get Yeah, it. she kind of knew what was up. Um, but mo- it doesn't seem like many of them were too into it, which is maybe the problem. Like, maybe it wasn't that exciting because people weren't really buying into it. Um, especially Nick to start. I mean, he kind of starts a date off with being like, this isn't really my jam, but let's do it. <laughs> so it just was pretty dumb. Sure. Um, I will say this really great cut to Taylor and Corinne happened during the group date. So, you know, all the women are at the house, uh, but Taylor and Corinne are back at the hotel getting ready for their two on one the next day. And I just want to bring this up now. Um, because it was a, a pretty funny little bit here where Taylor is like surrounding herself with candles in front of the mirror and like smelling oils and stuff, which is super weird. And then Corinne like orders a bunch of room service and then does like takes a bath. <laughs> like just like the contrast between the two was pretty funny. Um, Corinne also uh-huh. at this point continues to talk about how uh, Taylor has attacked her for not being emotionally intelligent and how she, Corinne says she's people smart and how one should recognize that there are other kinds of quote, intelligencies. So. An unorthodox pluralization, yeah. but uh, I, I yeah. get where she's coming from. So, I mean, I know that's not part of the group date, but it was a little bit more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so they go through the haunted house and nobody cares, and then I presume they get dressed up. And yeah, I mean drinks. they kind of just stay put at the at the little house and um, hang out there. So it doesn't really like turn into a bigger date as it usually does. And now that I'm thinking about it, I don't remember who got the group date rose. So that is not helpful. Maybe Danielle M. No. I'm not. Sh- yeah, maybe maybe it's her. Oh. Anyway. And that's that's no, LA that's Nails, a right? Blonde, uh, boat. Oh yeah, the yeah, soft voice. Yacht and the helicopter and the hot tub date. Yacht, yeah. helicopter, hot. Tub. Gotcha. Okay, um, I get that. I get that. So I have to check in though. Um, what are my girl? What are my girls? Raven and Alexis. Not up too to? much. Um, Raven. The only thing I remember from her on the group date is when she says that if she finds a ghost, she ghost she's going to, uh, like, use I forget exactly what she says, but basically like 
use the Lord to rid the house of a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) And then Alexis doesn't really show up until the very end again when they're running in the credits. Um, Remember how she said that her two biggest fears are Nick Cage and aliens? So Nick apparently (laughs) prints out some kind of Nicolas Cage mask and and puts it on and scares her with it. Uh, It's pretty funny. And it's clear it's... I have to say, like, it's been a pretty boring season, and Nick is kind of a dud, but, like, these moments with Alexis are kind of funny, and I can tell that he really likes her, not romantically, but as a person, he seems to have a lot of fun with her, so I guess that's entertaining. I'll take it. Man, you know, not to to be a a, a buzzkill, but wouldn't it be swell if, like, these people you liked as people you could also like romantically? That would be really nice, right? Too bad that's that's not how it works. Sorry. Oh, boy. Okay, so there's the the big group date. We have no idea who gets a rose. It's probably all fine. It might be the the soft-spoken blonde. Yeah, I think so. I'm sorry. That's how boring this date was. (laughs) No, no. I get it. Um, Cool. Well, I look forward to the rest of the season where they are forever haunted of by the spirit of the dead girl because they didn't take exactly. this seriously. And because Raven couldn't use the Bible to get, to expel the ghost. I just, I just, I, the power of Christ <laughs> compels you. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so now all that's left is the climactic and not at all super awkward swamp date, two-on-one, Corinne and Taylor, Madison Square Garden, no disqualifications, no countouts, street fight, anything goes. How is it? It is so uneventful. Um, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine. Um, it's what you'd expect from a two-on-one. I just think that they've built up this Taylor-Corinne dynamic so much that the actual date itself is, like, not that thrilling. But in any case, um, so Taylor and Corinne meet Nick in the swamp and take a little swamp boat ride around to see some alligators and to meet up with this crew of, like, dancing people in the bayou. Um, They are introduced to somebody who identifies themselves as a voodoo priestess. So Mm. that's a thing. Um, and they talk about how, uh, using voodoo, they want to bring the truth to the surface. So, you know, how timely that is, given that Corinne is a liar, right? Or whatever. I don't know. Oh, what, what is she lying about? I don't know. Someone's a liar. Corinne keeps saying that Taylor's a liar. Taylor keeps saying Corinne's a liar for accusing her of being, I don't know, for attacking her. It's all a big mess. But basically the point is that they don't like each other and they want the other one to be exposed for who they really are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, in all fairness, if you give Corinne a second, she'll probably expose herself. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, it's not that hard to do. Um, they do go on to do some tarot card readings. Um, so Taylor gets her cards read first while Corinne and Nick go to spend some time together. And Corinne uses this time to tell Nick about how Taylor has emotionally attacked and bullied her. Um, so that she's stupid and not emotionally intelligent. And um, Nick buys it, for sure, because he likes Grin. 
and they just make out for a while. So, I mean, even if I don't, I think that Corinne is being dramatic and over like not over exaggerating her feelings. But um, the problem really for me is that like Taylor at this point has come across as pretty high and mighty and a know-it-all, and like that's just never a really good look for people. So even though Corinne is immature and annoying, uh, Taylor also doesn't look great. And because Nick clearly has feelings for Corinne, for whatever reason, uh, his feelings are mostly that he wants to have sex with her, but that's a feeling. Yeah, I was about to say, that, that <laughs> is a, a feeling. feeling. Um, so, like, it's pretty clear he's going to side with Corinne. And when, Corinne, uh, when Taylor's tarot card reading is up, Nick and uh, Taylor talk for a while... And, you know, it doesn't really see, we don't see much of what Nick says in response to Taylor's defense, self-defense, but it's just, like, pretty obvious that he's not going to buy it. Like, he's kind of already made up his mind. Um, So that's unfortunate for everybody, but I think it's frustrating that Taylor keeps kind of fighting this when it's clear that, like, Nick has kind of made his bed and he needs to lie in it with Corinne. (laughs) Well played. So, also, uh, a new drinking game, drink anytime anyone says emotional intelligence, oh and you'll God. be so drunk. <laughs> so, okay, he sends Taylor home. So, this is the awkward part of the two-on-one date in which he has to send one home, and he does send Taylor home, but she doesn't go quietly. So, uh, Taylor, sorry, Corinne and Nick go off into the romantic swamp boat ride again, and <laughs> Taylor just kind of sits back. And uh, reflects on her tarot card reading about how she's a water sign, and she's intuitive, and she needs to fight back against evil spirits. So she takes Aww. it upon herself She to... is from Seattle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so she takes it upon herself to go find them at dinner and speak her truth. Uh, which is where we leave the episode. No rose ceremony again. They're really front-loading it this time, huh? Oh, they're really doing the cliffhangers. They're big on them. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? I just realized. On the two-on-one, they don't actually ever send the person home. They usually just leave that person where the date was. I know. It's uh, so weird. It's like, okay, well, you're in the swamp now. You're a swamp person. Yep. <laughs> yeah, this one was especially weird. I mean, they've left two-on-one dates in some weird places. Uh, I remember one was a glacier, but the bayou is not great. <laughs> well, I remember, what, uh, two seasons ago, they left Olivia on an island yeah, by that's herself. Yeah, right. that's right. <laughs> Robinson and, Crusoe style. Uh, on, the, on The Bachelorette, they left Chad, like, in the Pennsylvania oh, yeah. wilderness. <laughs> well, yeah. That's right. He comes back and uh, attacks the house. Yeah, yeah, whistling through, walking through the woods in darkness. Yeah, that's right. Boy, what a what a weird fucking show. I know, right? Well, uh, Taylor will now live amongst the swamp people. Mm-hmm. We're swamp people now, all of us. <laughs> okay, because of this show's cowardly insistence on not naming winners and losers at the end of each episode, we're gonna do it for them. Steph, who are your winners and losers? My winner this week is somebody you may have never heard of. Uh, it's a woman named Whitney who is on the show. <laughs> yeah, right? Huh. Yeah, there's a, huh. there's a girl named Whitney uh, who he have not heard from before. She speaks for the first time on this episode. Um, and I'm actually pretty impressed uh, because I have her still in my bracket. 
and I picked her mostly just because she's really pretty and she's Nick's type. And so I'm really happy that she stuck around long enough to say a sentence. And uh, hey, good for you. I don't think I don't think that sentence meant anything. It wasn't anything important, but she talked. <laughs> uh, I think it was only technically a sentence, yeah. but uh, that yeah, counts. I will count it. Um, my loser is the tour guide at the plantation, Boo. He was creepy as fuck, and I didn't like him, and I don't want to see him again. Fair enough. Your turn. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, we're going to have a, a repeat here. Uh, back-to-back champion, uh, Raven to the winner. Um, I don't know how her exorcism or wielding of holy might went down, but I'm sure it was adorable. Um, so keep being you, Raven. Um, and let's see, loser. Oh, okay. So I lied. I actually did see a tiny clip of this uh-huh. episode. I saw the part where they got on the airboat. Okay. Because the airboat operator is something of a former reality star themselves. Oh, really? They are the second, uh, no, the first runner up on the most recent season of Tough Enough, which as a, as you'll recall from the 2000s, is a reality show about being, becoming a WWE wow. wrestler. I did not know yeah. that. And I missed it. So this, this fellow's name is ZZ, and uh, he comes from a family of alligator wrestlers. So he's perfect for this. So, um... Yeah, if you wanted to cast a creepy guy to, to take you out on the bayou, uh, he's uh, he's pretty much perfect. Perfect. I'm so glad that um, they found the right guy for the job. That said, uh, apparently the wrestling career didn't yeah, work out for him. That's unfortunate. So um, that is why technically Zizi is my loser. <laughs> I think that all of those reasons make sense. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh Okay, so where we got to look forward to next week? Next week, um, they head to a tropical destination. I don't know where, but we see them at the beach. And this is when uh, things get real. We see Nick crying, and I believe is when we get to hear Raven talk about not finding a wife. So I'm really psyched for that. Oh, shit. Hold on. On this episode, was anyone in a swimsuit? Um, No. The streak is over! (laughs) Hooray! (laughs) Yeah, well, sure to break that next week. Yeah, that's that's what I was realizing is, boy, huh? Yep. Oh, well. Uh, Okay, well, well, for those of you who are traumatized by the lack of bikini-clad bodies, uh, we're going to get right back to it. Yep. And I'm sure it'll be tasteful and non-objectifying, as always. That's uh, all this show is, you know? Just really respectful. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And hey, we respect you for listening to our show uh, week after week, or at least this once. Um, this has been Rose Before Bros. Uh, on behalf of Stephanie and I, I want to thank you. Uh, the music's by Revolution Void. It's off the album The Politics of Desire. We're both on Twitter. Stephanie's at Stephanie Ramsey, and I'm at Kellen LC. We got a website. It's rosebeforebros.com. We got an email. It's Rose Before Bros Podcast at gmail.com. Send us your questions, comments, um, good recipes, I don't know, stuff. Uh, if you like the show even more, subscribe on iTunes, leave a review. You can also listen to us on any other podcast venue. We're big fans of SoundCloud ourselves. 
And uh, Steph, if you've already made reservations for the swamp for Valentine's Day and you have to break that news to your special someone, how should you soften the blow? Um, I would never do this, but <laughs> I'll play along. <laughs> I'm just saying, hypothetically, if that's a situation a person was in, I need this step. Are you asking for a friend? I would, I would say friend. to not let anyone steal your sparkle. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for listening.